0: This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm.
1: I'm Morgan. I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer and editor.
0: And this is
1: drink, drank, drunk. Amateur show with a, with drinking, a drinking problem.
0: Kind of sedated. But...
1: <laughs> we are today. We are going to do a live t- in studio taste test. We're going to talk about bullet points, contronyms.
2: And mm-hmm. ambiguity
1: whilst drinking.
2: <laughs> that's a lot,
1: it is a lot. It's a jam packed show, everybody. Happy right. New Year! Get into it! Happy New Year! Happy January 9th. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when this comes out.
2: Yeah, all right. What are we starting with? I count on you tasting.
1: Yes, yeah, so here over here at DDD, we have some fantastic listeners, including. Aletheia and Dan married couple who are both fans of the show. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. And they recently gifted us, at this holiday time, a bottle of wine, which we drank and left downstairs, but it's delicious. It is delicious. I would go read the
2: label, but since we left it downstairs, I cannot walk two flights of stairs again.
1: No. No, she's We had to sit here for 15 minutes while she caught her breath before we could start this episode. Yeah. Um,
2: so, whatever it was, was delicious. <laughs>
1: and they also brought us wine gums, mm-hmm. which is what apparently they call gummy candy over in the UK. Nice. So, these are from Marks and Spencer, which I know since You're I'm a British. jet setter. Yep. <laughs> and it has the M and S at the top. So, you know. Very exclusive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... We're tasting these gummies and they have, they're all different shapes. Some of them are shaped like bottles, but the rest are just like diamonds or circles. And they say like names on them, like Chardonnay or Port, but it doesn't correspond to the shape or the color. No, they're all like random, but it's okay. So I like them. They're they're, tasty. They're good. I'm chewing gummies in a microphone. I'm sorry. They're good. Brian's going to be so mad at us. But I don't think it's like rose gummy bears or or what have you. I think it's just Ugh. delicious. Oh, gu- gross! Oh, I was just black just Well, no, never eat a black gummy.
2: Like You're an purple, idiot. says port. You oh. did that to yourself.
1: That's probably is it licorice. No.
0: Oh, it's I kind of gro- want. It's like Robitussin.
1: I kind of want to taste it, but I'm scared. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, terrible. the no, red. Yeah, it's like and black, green, color. and the oh. yellow. My <laughs> <I can't> God. <laughs> Are good, give me another one, he says. <laughs> so, anyway, I think they're just delicious, like cute gummies that are like they are. gimmicky, like, like, yellow scope. It's funny that they're called wine, but they're not actually wine flavor.
2: Well, let me ask you about the rose gummies. Yeah, are those made out of rose? Is that dumb?
1: Yeah, supposedly they're made out of whispering angel. Oh, um, I have not tasted the rose gummies. Like, how can you sell those?
2: Um. Like, I guess there's not well, enough alcohol in them for them yeah, to be. Yeah, or it's
1: not actually like you know if you like cook with wine and then it, mm-hmm. you know, oh, okay. boils up. I got my mom champagne gummies for Christmas, mm. which we ate this morning, and I didn't really think they tasted like champagne. I thought they just tasted yummy. Important like update
0: on these: I ate the one that said "Hock" on it. Yeah, which we didn't know, but I just looked it up. A British term for German white wine.
1: Oh, sometimes it refers to white wine
0: from the Rhine region, sometimes to all German white wine. Hawk.
1: I've never heard that. And I'm... Is it like super sweet? So sophisticated.
0: I don't know. This is... I I didn't even click through. This is the summary on Google and Wikipedia. But it's much better than that gross blackish port one, which tasted
2: like... It's not about it that it's called port. It's about that it was black.
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, it doesn't... Because look, I have a green port and a red port right here.
0: Yeah, don't eat the, the the purple, dark purple ones. It's probably really That's for our
2: listeners because they're not tasting them, but they have to listen to us chew and mm-hmm. debate the it's different disgusting. flavors.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we do it for you guys. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Thanks, Stan. Thanks, Alethea. So good. Cheers. Clink. We're drinking out of plastic. I'm <laughs> too tired to do dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Another cool thing that our listeners do is send us questions. That is cool. I know. So you can do this on our Facebook page, at Drunk Word Nerds. You can DM us on Twitter, at Drunk Word Nerds. Or you can email us, drunkwardnerds at gmail.com. And that is what Dylan did. I'm a little intimidated by Dylan because he is a PhD student. Oops. In chemistry.
2: Oh my God. What's he doing listening to this shit? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe when he's like,
1: maybe when he has to like do science. (laughs) Yep, that's what it's called. (laughs) And he needs to like zone out because he's like, you know, doing elements and stuff. (laughs) Yep, doing elements while doing science. Mm -hmm. He listens to this. Yep.
2: Makes you smarter by comparison. It's just background noise.
1: Because we're it's so pleasant to listen to us chewing, mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking, and swallowing and burping. Hi, Dylan. <laughs> so he says that he often notices that bullet point lists one of Linda's favorite forms of communication. Yep. Do I not- just used
2: it in a email about a New Year's Eve party that I'm having? That's right. <laughs> there is no time that I won't use bullets. <laughs>
1: It really sends like a relaxed, carefree
2: vibe. (laughs) The other thing that was in my email that Brian warned me against, he was like, you know what's not good for a New Year's party, just as a word of warning, is talking about capitalization of transportation. (laughs) Because in my email with the bullet points, I also said, do you think we should capitalize the L, which is a nickname for a train in Philadelphia? Mm -hmm. And like we call it the L because it's an elevated line. Yes. Yes. But like that's not the official name of it, and so I don't know. I'm just curious.
0: Well, you close the email as if it's the main <laughs> social activity for this <laughs> gathering is discussing this uh, capitalization.
2: Yeah, it's and
1: it's if we hammer hose. it out before midnight, everybody just goes home. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: then we really know that 2017 is going to be a great year because mm. we entered full of knowledge. All
1: right. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So, Bullets. Sorry. Bullets. Bulleted lists often don't use punctuation, Dylan says. However, if he's writing a list and feels the need to use commas, dashes, or even two separate sentences, then do I need to include full punctuation for every point on the list? Right. Um, I think that
2: I mean I don't know like real rules about this. The Chicago Manual might actually have good rules about bulleting. Hmm. I bet. But um, I'll look it up. I would say that the most important thing about bulleting is to be consistent. So if one of your bullets is a full sentence, like, today we ate gummy worms on the podcast. I don't know why that would be a bullet, but I don't know. Um, Maybe I'll write an email about it. But um, then your next one can't be like, wine. Wine. You know, like it's right. They should they should all be full sentences, you're saying? I think yeah, that's how I would do it. Just because that helps your reader like with the flow of knowing what they're what they're getting into with each bullet. So I think if you put in like a comma or something, if it's like you're listing something, that doesn't mean you have to put commas and and periods in all of your bullets, but um I would just try to be as consistent as possible. One thing that I see a lot with bullets is that some bullets start, like, if the list list starts sort of, um, here's how we're going to improve the podcast this year. Like, colon. And then it's a bulleted list. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be like. Drink more. Drink more. Do research before <laughs> the actual podcast, which mm-hmm. we forget a lot. Um mm-hmm. and then like one will say like t-shirts and it's like right. that's not that's not in line with the other ones because it needs to start with a
1: verb then you it could be like design t-shirts design t-shirts sell yeah. t-shirts or burn t-shirts yeah it's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> you well because you don't know yeah that's very ambiguous no. to just put
2: so i think that's important
1: okay well the sh- uh, i'm Trying to find this info on the fly, I see that the Chicago Manual of Style has pages of rules and examples of bullet points, but it agrees with so-and-so's quote above. Um, vertical list punctuated as a sentence. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that.
2: So I think that means... Um, so that's like a very like educational Ooh, thing. I don't yeah. like that
1: either. I'm seeing the example now. So, so that
2: means like each bullet, since it's sort of a list... Um, you follow the bullet with like a semicolon mm-hmm. or a comma, mm-hmm. as if you're just writing them in like a, a paragraph. Yeah. This
1: one even has like you end one bullet with the word and, yeah, because the next bullet's that. picking up. In that case, you should write a sentence because yeah. the point of the bullets is to make it really like crisp, clear, concise.
2: Like, why do you leave in elements of the sentence if yeah. you are? like changing the form of of how you're presenting the information. I don't know. I, I never liked that. But that's a very like, yeah, education type thing
1: to do. So I guess the answer is. It what, depends on the style guide that you follow. And whatever you're doing, make it consistent. And also, you know, just adapt your writing <laughs> to. Shit. <laughs> adapt you're writing to your list like don't you know if you can cut out if you can make something that's multiple sentences multiple bullets yeah to make it easier, easier to read then your do readers. that yeah and if you can't then maybe you shouldn't be writing a list good point
2: i love bullets bullet any email you send me
1: <laughs> just try her
0: did you talk about punctuation on the on the sentences just now, with the bullets? Yeah. I might have missed the beginning.
2: It's okay. I feel like we just did it. Like, literally just now. <laughs> no, I'm, on- I'm
0: wondering, because one- this is exciting that I thought a lot, too, when I read that. Like, cause I do bullets a lot for different things. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes it'll just, it won't be, I'll do a full sentence without punctuation. And then, just because it looks better, which a lot of my things are, does it look good or not? Mm-hmm to the eye. But then if I have one bullet to one sentence, next bullet to another sentence. Third bullet has two sentences, technically sentences, then I put punctuation obviously. Then I'm like, "Oh shit, they got to go back and make them sentences." What, That's a good point. In terms of like um consistency, yeah. does it matter?
2: I love consistency, as you know, so I would put punctuation then on all of them if they're sentences.
0: And is it okay if to not put punctuation if they're sentences,
2: and then go to punctuation?
0: No, just no punctuation if um, they happen to all be just single sentences.
2: Like, here's the plan for today. Like, number one, we're gonna do, we're gonna go grocery sure. shopping. We're gonna go to the movies. Whatever. Um,
0: yeah. Or I'm thinking more of like a list of features and benefits on a for a product.
2: So you don't list out your activities for the day in bullets <laughs> and you don't go grocery shopping and then to the movies?
0: Maybe. <laughs> Only on but, but this happens a lot. I, I'm thinking like data sheets or when you list anything about it, some kind of product, you'll have, here's the benefits of the features. Okay. It was kind of bullets in some kind of.
2: So like the like product Like some kind could of be... maybe
0: uh, scientific research document that Dylan's working on. Is that his last name?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I closed it out. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> so, Sorry guy yeah Dylan
2: <laughs> So like if the product is like it can help you lose weight or whatever that could be sure. like a bullet obviously it's not what, that's probably not what Dylan works on but maybe maybe I mean I would like a period after that but I think it's like a style thing I mean you don't I, go
0: automatically go to one thing or another
2: if it's not a full sentence, I don't use punctuation but if it is a sentence I do okay. That's a good but I rule. think if if it's bullets, yeah, it's sort of like you get a little bit more leeway maybe.
0: Okay. I like that.
2: I mean, these are all like according to Linda's style guide.
0: Which is all that matters.
2: <laughs> I have another interesting article for us. Hit me. L- Learning a language makes you better at handling ambiguity. Okay. So in psychology, tolerance of ambiguity is a measure of how comfortable you are with the unknown. Entrepreneurs are supposed to have lots of it since they work in unpredictable situations. Hmm. I'm sorry. I should have said this is from Science of Us, which is a New York magazine site. Okay. Um, and it's by Drake Bayer. Okay. So, um, uh A second, knowing a second language um, correlates with a broader tolerance for ambiguity. And basically it's because when you're learning a language, you have to, you don't know what the person who's speaking that language is really saying. You don't know word for word what they're saying. You kind of know some words and you're using context and you're... Piecing it together, but you can't be like, wait a second, let me look up that word. So, yeah, you have like, to be turns okay. of phrases and yeah.
1: colloquialisms. So,
2: when you're learning a language, and I guess more specifically, when you're in a country where mm-hmm. you know you're learning that language, you have to be so okay with like basically being part of a conversation where maybe you're picking up like I don't know 40% of what someone's saying or right, whatever it might be, and you have to fill in the rest, and basically that. Activity when you're thinking, you know what? I really want to learn another language because I'm going to Spain next year and I want to
1: yeah. learn Spanish. Immerse myself in the culture. Yeah.
2: Um, it's actually like helping you with this other thing, which is tolerance of ambiguity. And It can help you on your job, be a great leader.
1: Huh. That's interesting. I think that I'm good at tolerating ambiguity because I think that I engage in a lot of conversations where I don't actually know what the people are talking about, but I act like I do.
2: the basis (laughs) for this podcast.
1: Just kidding. (laughs) Exactly. And I give my opinions as if I have any authority, let alone information. So you're saying that you basically
2: are very opinionated, but not very knowledgeable. (laughs) That's the best kind of person that there is. We elect those people.
1: I didn't say opinionated. I'm not giving my opinions. I am actually speaking matter of fact. Does this
0: fall in line with how Morgan wins every trivia game that has to do with movies, even though she's actually never seen any of the movies? Oh
1: my God, yes. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Because I'm speaking your your movie language. I don't really know it. I know 30% of it, but I can pick it all up because I have... You know, uh, a sixth sense. sense. All right, <laughs> the movie sense. You, see you know, what's annoying
0: people. too about Morgan. <laughs> if that's what we're talking about, is that she'll <laughs> be listening to a song in the radio and she starts singing all the words. I'm like, the fuck! Did you ever hear this? She's like, no.
2: Like, How do you know all the words? Sometimes it's a I song. sometimes I can do that uh, too. It's like all some. The same. Yeah, some of them oh. are just so predictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially the refrain. You can definitely get, of
1: course.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay, never mind then. Yeah, but no, Brian but can't. can't. you're both, you're both annoying Brian in the car.
1: <laughs> Brian will sing the same song for 20 years for his esteemed band and oh. it will still have to print out the lyrics. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> he cannot learn a lyric to save his life. Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah, that I can remember his scripts
0: and plays I've
2: acted in.
1: Oh, that's really weird.
2: No, not songs. Huh. Well, I don't know. I'm really annoying in the car for other reasons, but um, mainly because I like put on talk radio.
1: <laughs> so, we're
2: geniuses. Brian's dumb. Yeah, so this uh, article ends by saying, weirdly, not needing to exhaustively know everything lets you learn more. So congratulations, guys. Free your mind. <laughs>
0: Free the rest your will follow. <sighs> Nothing from Morgan because of your <sighs> it's resolution. A, it's a resolution, guys.
1: <laughs> I'm working on it one day at a time. So, list another listener thing, guys. We're just flooded with listener feedback and suggestions and questions, and for that, I'm so very grateful. Agreed. This is from listener Allison. Hi, Allison. She sent this to me via text a while ago. So, sorry it took so long to get to it. This is <laughs> words that are their own opposites, mm. and this is from a mental floss article by Judith B. Herman. Hey Judith. Judith B. Herman? Hmm? Judith B. I don't know. Wine
0: gummies Ju- yeah. <laughs> are
1: Judith-, Judith B. Writing about words. Yeah. <laughs> Judith B. Contronymen. Is that what they're... Yes, there? so these are called <laughs> contronyms. Words that are their own antonyms. And contronym can be spelled two different ways and goes by many different names, of course. Nothing can ever be easy, but autoantonym. Welcome to America. Antagonym, self-antonym, Janus word from the Roman god of beginnings and endings, often depicted with two faces looking in opposite directions. No. Anyway. I liked this because I had honestly never thought about it before and yeah. it opened my eyes to some interesting quirks of ye old English language. So one of them is left. So left can mean either can mean what is remaining or what has departed. So you can say like uh, if the gentlemen have withdrawn to the drawing room for after dinner cigars, who's left? Like who? Like oh, who, who has, has gone left, or yeah. who's left here? Who
2: has walked out of the room and who is still in the room?
1: Yeah, funny, interesting, right? It is. That
2: S- makes me think of Titanic.
1: Elaborate or just everything <laughs> makes you think of Titanic, <laughs> like the the Gentleman. movie that came out in nineteen ninety seven. I don't remember the year. But okay, that sounds well, right. You do, but that's fine. How many times did you see in the theater? Eight times. <gasps> I really didn't even know that about you. I just thought it was going to be th- upwards of three, eight.
2: I saw Romeo and Juliet three times in the theater, eight
1: times. Wow! Imagine what you could have done with those twenty-four hours of your life. <laughs> Probably, Probably not, not much. much I was
2: living in like Chester <laughs> County, and I was like, however old I was. How old were we when that came out? Um, go with Tawny. I one was of those in times? seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. Yeah.
0: No, no Tawny.
2: No Tawny. No. Right. She didn't take this you was to Titanic. Post Tawny days. Why did you have dare? I had. We've been over this. I had <laughs> dare in fifth grade. All right.
1: Sorry. It seems <laughs> early to talk drugs at the kids.
2: Yeah, it is. I don't know. <laughs> There's probably like all these schools of thought. It's like do you hit them early before they even have been maybe tempted with alcohol? I mean, I think it was mainly alcohol, mm-hmm. though drugs were part of it. Yeah. But um, and it was about dealing with peer pressure. Okay. So basically, up till that point. Maybe there was no serious peer pressure that anyone dealt with. Excuse
1: me. Listen, if you're going to hit him early, you hit him with the sex ed right out the gate. Drugs can wait. Am I right?
0: Drugs could lead to sex, though.
1: Yeah, so you should better be using a condom. Mm. Okay. Well,. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, it
2: makes me think of Titanic because right, 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 right. at one point when they're in the fancy dining area, all the men get up and they go enjoy their brandy and cigars mm. and they leave the women and Jack because he's poor. Right. All business and politics. I taste- wouldn't interest you
1: much. Oh, <laughs> good of you to come. I Not can do the from whole the thing. movie. You so. can do the whole movie. Let's start from the beginning. How does it start? Scratch
2: this episode. This is what we're doing now. <laughs> Probably get more listeners. <laughs> a
1: listen. drunk woman reenacts Titanic solo. <laughs> oh my god.
0: You know, Linda, I never saw Titanic. So I would listen to an episode of show what? of you doing Titanic for me.
2: Oh my god. In the god.
0: past like number of years, I've caught some of it on television. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I realized, like, oh, it's Titanic. Never saw it. Never saw it in a theater. Spoiler
1: alert, the ship sinks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I tried uh, the dark purple. I don't hate it.
0: Uh, sound like you did.
1: No, that was me trying to um not chew. Yeah. Okay.
0: Sorry. Let's move on.
1: It tastes like creep. Okay.
0: We'll talk about Titanic later.
1: <laughs> right, I have a lot more to say about it. <laughs> Okay.
2: Oh, my God. Remember when they had the, um, <laughs> She's gonna do the clips okay. from the movie in the song? Like There was like eight different versions mm. of the song on the radio.
1: You know I want to sing it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: the best part was when it was just instrumental. They'd be like playing <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Like <laughs> they're oh real God. lines from the movie. I used to sit at my like boombox. <laughs> Right and record. record it
1: off the radio. I'd be
2: like waiting. It'd be like the hot eight at eight or like whatever it was, yeah. and I'd wait till number one because that's what it was
1: for Obviously. so long. Yeah, oh, I'd hit record. I had all of them on a tape, all of the different versions of My Heart Will Go On. Yep, and you listen to that tape all in. Yeah, a row. One <laughs> Okay, I remember <laughs> now. This just brought back a memory. I was in middle school, and we had. Uh, all girls honor choir, which you like audition to get into an extra chorus class, and our teacher, Mr. Horansky, was probably like twenty six or something. So we abused the yeah. shit out of him, yeah, and like were horrible, awful brats, and we made him made him let us sing that song at our concert, and we did. We sang "My Heart Will Go On."
2: <sighs> How was it? Did Beautiful. Record it.
1: I'm, I'm sure lots of people did. No, nobody in my family not sentimental like that. <laughs> they don't keep Christmas cards. No. My mom would never. I mean, maybe mine. I mean, that's a maybe. <laughs> oh, so good. She doesn't do stuff.
0: Anything else to say? Yes. Uh, okay. Right. Another
1: you. continent. What is that what they're called? Con- contronym. Seed. So you can seed the lawn, meaning you add seeds, but if you seed a tomato, you take away seeds.
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or not just a tomato, other things. Stone. Oh, I like this one just because I like their, it's not as compelling, I think, but I like their example. You can stone some peaches, but please don't, that means take the pit out. Okay. Okay but please don't stone your neighbor even if he says he likes to get stoned. Uh, (laughs) So trim is funny because it was recently Christmas and when you say you trim the tree, are you adding stuff to the tree or are you taking stuff off the tree? Mm. Who knows? It's a mystery. A resign only works as a continuum in writing meaning you could be you could someone could resign meaning they're quitting or it could be re-sign as in signing oh. on again. Oh. I like that one. I like that one. Off as in it could be mean to turn to turn off to deactivate, but it could also mean to a- activate like the alarm went off.
2: Oh. Really
1: the alarm went on. Good point. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together. Go means to... No wonder it's so
2: hard to learn English.
1: Seriously. (laughs) Talk about ambiguity. I know. And we're like, like, (laughs) it's so obnoxious. It's like, oh, we turned the light off. And we're like, yeah, but the alarm went off. Oh, so your alarm's off. No, it's on. It's going off. It's going off. Can't you hear it? It's on. Mm. Oh, God. Go means to proceed, but it also can mean to give out or fail. This car could really go until it started to go. Hmm. Stupid language. Yeah, we're dumb. <laughs> oh, and lastly, bitch <laughs> can derisively refer to a woman who is considered overly aggressive or domineering, or it can refer to someone passive or submissive. So you can either be like, She's a bitch, or like, oh, you're being a bitch right now. Like you're being a wimp. Okay. Or you're being I don't kn- I didn't know that you could say bitch for a wimp. Mm hmm. I mean, it's used to refer to men, of course. Little bitch. Oh, I see what you mean. Mm hmm. Of course, I only think about it in the
2: aggressive way I've heard it before. I think. From it- that dude who ran the stop sign. You know you didn't stop, asshole. Whoa. Don't roll down your car window at me. I'll give it right back to you.
1: I think it's mm-hmm. a compliment. Okay. Bitch. He said, You fucking bitch. Yeah. I said, You didn't stop at the fucking stop sign. Mm, that one happened.
2: Then I went to Greensgrove Farm, (laughs) our local urban garden. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Probably spent $50 on like a
1: plant. (laughs) You showed them. Yeah. Hit me with the stuff, Lynn.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, say something witty. And I said, okay. Um do you know the difference between whilst and
1: while? One is fancy, one is plain.
2: Good point. I was actually correct.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, you should know this better than anyone since you're a fake Brit. Oh, I thought really because I'm fancy. <laughs> it's and nope. I was like, Yes, <laughs> thank you. It's about time somebody recognized. That's a personality trait, and I have it.
2: Oh, well, we did just talk about how you're off the, off the air. We did just talk about how you matched your hoodie to your T-shirt tonight. Your zip-up hoodie to your T-shirt. I'm so
1: fancy. Oh, shit. I fucking just sang. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you dumbass. Fuck. Can't quit me. Okay. <laughs> that was music. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, whilst. Mm-hmm. Is
1: basically for Brits. So mad right now. Okay. Whilst is for the British. The British. Did I say whilst? That's cute. We're just going to be over here sounding fancier
2: than you. while you whilst, whilst you're
1: drinking beer wearing T-shirts and hoodies. Yeah. Oh, no. A jumper. <laughs> Wait, I thought a jumper was a sweater. Linda. Okay, please. sorry. Please. <laughs> Let me see your British passport. I <laughs> can see my real passport. Don't have one. <laughs> Wait, did it really get stolen?
2: Uh, no. I okay. luckily my, that bullet. did not have my passport in my wallet when it was stolen. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but I have been using it as ID weirdly everywhere I go. Um, so that's basically the biggest difference if you're British or if you're American. Uh, however, so this is on Grammarly. However, while can be used as an as a noun and a verb and whilst can't. Hmm. So for instance, you can say we chatted for a while.
1: Oh, got it, got it, got it. But you can't it. say we chatted for a whilst. No, you can't. No matter how fancy your accent is. Yeah. And we used to while away the long summer days in the pool. Oh, I kind of like that, though, if you would say, we used to whilst away the hours. Okay, now
2: you sound more like uh, Audrey Hepburn, (laughs) selling flowers. It
1: sounds cute. All right, well, you can start it. I think I will. It's going to be the word of the year, 2017. Okay. Whilst.
2: Well, if you are a Brit listening to this show, you can continue to say whilst. Mm-hmm. If you are American, maybe stay away because you might just sound like a jerk.
1: That's so interesting. Fancy, fancy I for no reason. I didn't know that there was like stuff like that, but I guess there is. Like, so yeah. it would just be like the same as me being like, "Oh, I like your jumper," and you being like, "It's a sweater." Yeah, like who are you trying to fool? Yeah, don't say whilst. Meanwhilest. <laughs> Meanwhilest. <laughs> Coco was over there blowing his schnauzer into the microphone. thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate our listeners, especially the ones who send us emails.
2: Yes. And who send us wine.
1: Yes. And candy. And candy. If you want to send us emails or wine or candy, which we will delightedly talk about on this show... Mm -hmm. You can reach us at drunkwordnerds at gmail.com. And otherwise, please check our website. We always forget to say this. Drunkwordnerds.com is where we have links to all the stuff we talk about on the show. And fascinating stuff. It's super interesting. That's where you can find all this cool info. And we also post about it throughout the week on our Twitter and our Facebook. Follow us, bros, and ho.
2: Damn bitches. Stop bitching. Yeah. Dog.
1: All I want to do is sing Titanic. This has been a riveting production.